Previously on Lasers and Feelings, the ISS Raptor encountered a colossal star dreadnought while exploring the Ultra Quadrant. The warship's only occupant, an autopilot AI, lost at space without a crew for untold millennia. Now the Raptor guides the dreadnought back to Consortium Space, but the crew of the Raptor must once again contend with the rogue robot captain, Commodore 64. Will our intrepid spacefarers make it back alive? Dun 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 dun! Lasers and feelings. Damn. Hi, I'm Saturn. Welcome to Big Gay Nerds. Uh, today we're doing a very special one-off of a game called Lasers and Feelings by the very good John Harper, who did other games that we've played on this on this channel. Oh, really? What? Yeah. Uh, if I, fuck, I'm gonna feel like a stupid idiot because I played Blades in the Dark enough that I should know, but I'm pretty sure he made Blades in the Dark. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Dang. Oh wow. So I guess that's a huh. running theme with uh, your games, Lynn. Yeah, I, I, I guess I just like John Harper games. I don't know. Anyway, um, so lasers and cap, uh, lasers and cap guns, lasers and feelings is a sort of single sheet uh, RPG with very simple rule systems, uh, sort of styled. I, it's almost like if someone told you that the Apocalypse World was sort of a simplifying of like the D and D style of gameplay of like make cool characters and do adventures or whatever. Lasers and feelings is like a simplification of that. So, joining us today for this fun, fun game, uh, we have Genome. Hey, I'm Genome. I'm, you know... Usually Owen. Oh, yeah, that's right. You know what? That's right. (laughs) I fucked up. I was looking at the name list, and I said Genome, even though you normally go by Owen on the show. Yeah. uh, Owen is my real name, and Genome is the name I've gone for uh, by years online. And I'm, I guess, like, the BGN founder, uh, but this time... And president for life. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I'm going to be sitting back and playing. We, we're not introducing our characters yet, are we? We're no. Those. Okay. We're reintroducing those in play. Okay, nice. Um, and I don't have any social media really to speak of. Um, and yeah, that's my deal. Looking forward to it. Cool. Then we've got Levi. Hey, uh, it's Levi. I always go by Levi. I've been on the show for a while. Uh, set out spell. Still catching up on it. It's a good time. Uh, we're looking forward to some lasers and feelings. All right, we've also got Pixie. Hi, um, I've only been on the show once before, back when we did, oh, what was it? Pig Smoke. Pig yes. Smoke? Yes. Um, so I am just Owen and Levi's buddy, and yeah, I'm happy to be here. All right, and last but not least, we've got Snapper. I'm Snapper Dakar. You may know me as James from Worldwide Wrestling. You may not recognize me because I have a different mic this time. One that you can actually hear me. <laughs> Hooray! I've, I've also been on the show one time, which makes me Pixie's rival. <laughs> anyway, you can find me on social media at Snapper Dakar on Twitter. Not Wait. on Facebook. Please don't try to find me on Facebook. I'd be very uncomfortable. <laughs> We didn't mention it, but this is definitely the episode in which Pixie and Snapper are competing to see who gets to come back on the podcast, and the other one gets fed to alligators. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So play like your life depends on it, because they do. Sorry, Snapper. Uh, I'm going to have to vote against you. Because <laughs> Snapper has but social media I, presence? Nepotism? I, I got... I got a mic for this, you guys. Come on. Look, I'm, I'm just going to admit that I'm biased on this one. <laughs> Snapper is uh, also, I, I understand that Snapper is going to be in Florida soon, so it's actually a lot more economical to feed him. To, yeah. To oh, alligators. yeah. We, the alligators are already there, and like, I can just oh, I'm in over. Florida right now, so it oh, might just okay. happen as, as So we don't have to do anything at all. 
Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So, uh, getting back to the fiction, uh, uh, Levi, yeah. tell us about your character, uh, your your sexy pilot, I believe they are, and tell oh, us yes. what they were doing when the uh, rogue robot captain, Commodore 64, uh, interrupted you over comms. Oh, huh. So, Orion Hyacinth, the sexy pilot, sort of willowy fellow with long, sort of black shiny hair that comes down to the middle of his back um he's mostly a fighter pilot but uh so he wouldn't be on the bridge or anything so probably he's in the hollow deck playing a racquetball <laughs> so i you... keep those reflexes sharp yeah because your your character's goal is to shoot bad guys and yes. as we all know, uh, playing hollow racquetball is very good practice for that. Yeah. So, do, how do you find out about it? Do you think uh, the 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 robotic Commodore Six Four beams his uh, his evil greetings over the intercom or something, just so everyone on the ship can hear it? Oh, that I was thinking they would probably just alert everybody, but that sounds far more interesting. So let's do that. Would be all a right. hit to morale too. Yeah. So, all right. So you're playing a hollow racquetball against uh, your holographic opponent. Who does your holographic opponent look like? Is it someone you know, or is um, it just like a, a stock? It's probably like a wireframe dude, except that <laughs> we're both in like tennis shorts and like, <laughs> and, like sleeveless t-shirts. That's all right. So, so wireframe dude with 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 realistic tennis outfit. <laughs> yes. Uh, and you hear. And you, over the intercom, you hear, like, a screech, and then, like, Hello again, crew of Raptor. I have finally come to exact my revenge. Oh, dear. All right. Oh, um, I guess we're going to have to get to work then, won't we? Not certain- you. You stay here. <laughs> you, you certainly will. Do you have <laughs> a... What, what's your immediate response slash reaction to, uh, to his evilness beaming over the, the comms? Well, would he be able to hear us? Um, probably not, but I think it's just, like, his message is being forwarded over the intercom. Yeah. Right, so well, Ryan is a man of few words who's going to storm towards the bridge and, uh, see what, uh, see what we plan to do about this and whether we should be scrambling fighters soon. All right, so, while Orion is... Oh, we should probably change first. Right, <laughs> don't want to be in, uh, racquetball gear this whole time. Good Try idea. Get back into regulation uniform. So what are the uniforms or... like? Uh, the the uniforms I believe is described in the rulebook. They are like basically onesies with Starfleet. yeah with built with built in vac suits for spacewalks. Mm. So it's sort of like a little Starfleet onesie. But then like Can we you get have the a little, little uh, epaulets, the little cloth sort of dangly pauldron deals. Yeah, like sure. Those, Why not? I feel like he could have sewn them on himself. It doesn't have to <laughs> be a u- universal thing. <laughs> sure. Why not? Let's say they go. <laughs> So while while Orion is hurrying to the deck, but, but first, but first changing back into sensible clothing, uh, genome. What's Doctor Salazar, the dangerous scientist, doing when yeah. when you when they hear? Okay, the, the shrieks. So, uh, Doctor Salazar, um, when the announcement comes over the intercoms, he just sort of rolls his eyes, like oh, as if I don't have enough to deal with, because he's in the med bay right now. And he's looking over this um, medical pod that currently holds the captain of the ship, Captain Darcy. Normally, he would lead us through this sort of thing, but uh, he was recently overcome by a strange psychic entity known as something else. And no one has a clue 
what his actual medical condition is. But um, because uh, Dr. Salazar's goal is to solve weird space mysteries, uh, that's what he's been throwing himself into. Um, but since everyone is probably going to be needed on the bridge, he decides to uh, move out. And so Dr. Salazar, he does not look pretty. Unlike, uh, unlike Orion, at first glance, he just sort of looks like a very sick guy with, like, kind of mottled skin, and, like, he's got, he's balding in a really weird way, like, down the middle. Um, <laughs> oh, no. But, um, then when he, uh, instead of just turning around to walk, he just, he snaps backwards in this really, like, a naturally fast way, so that, um, he's, like, I can't think of a more effective way to say it than he's, like, Bray Wyatt spider-walking, but... The, uh, the Exorcist, I think, is what most people... Oh, are yeah, like yeah, that's... Way. Before I broke your brain with professional wrestling. Yes. Um, <laughs> so he's, like, bent over backwards, uh, like on his arms and legs and he just like scuttles off down the hallway unnaturally fast because not to get too expositioning but another weird space mystery that dr salazar previously encountered was the reaper plague which turned people into horrible man-eating monsters and he managed to find a cure for it but not before being infected himself uh, unlike most victims of the plague, though, he has kept his uh, mind and personality, however, physically, not so great. Physically, he's he's a little... Uh, he. It would be perhaps a stretch to cl- continue to classify him as whatever species he was beforehand. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, while you... While, uh, while the doctor, our good Dr. Salazar, uh, unsettlingly scurries down the, the hallway, much to the horror of the mm. other crewmates who are also making their way to the bridge uh how about uh pixie what's uh your what's what's lynn what what's she like and what's she up to when the when the call comes uh lynn is an alien envoy from a planet with a very long and unpronounceable name by the human tongue or requires tones that the human voice box cannot produce so she's just called lynn um And she is in her room looking at some very important research, which is uh, Galactic Babes of the Month. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's like Sarah's right here with us. Much much like a Sarah character, uh, Lynn's stated goal is to meet sexy aliens. Yes. (laughs) That's what she's here for. What she personally is here for. She's supposed to be here, you know, just as a a political um, outreach, but... (laughs) Yeah. Going back to the uh, the consortium systems to make official diplomatic contact or yes. whatever, and then make some unofficial diplomatic contact on her off time. Precisely. Great. So, what's your reaction to the to this horrible screeching, which you may or may not recognize, because it might it maybe it's your 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 whatever encounter with with the robot captain, but maybe everyone else knows what's going on and you don't. Yeah, I I don't think that she has uh, run into this guy before. So her first thought is. I wonder if he's hot. Her second thought <laughs> is to throw the book aside, you know, and to, to go join the others and see what's going on, because she's not going to learn anything if she stays in her room. Perfectly sensible approach. And of course, last but not least, uh, Snapper, why don't you go ahead and tell us about Silver, uh, your, your, uh, 
Well, I'll let you explain, Silver. What, what's what are they up to when the when the call so comes? so Silver? Um, for one, he's on the bridge. Um, he's he's an android, and you know he originally started off as a as a good old fashioned uh, diplomat bot with some combat capabilities, um, and then due to some unfortunate magnetics in space um he malfunctioned a little bit didn't didn't have as much protection as he should have um and now he's a full-on daring soldier um he's entirely silver um completely expressionless mostly except for a small digital display on his face nice um he has two sabers at his hip and hell yeah He's currently wearing definitely not a regulation jacket with epaulettes um, <laughs> across his shoulders. Not doesn't even have his arms uh, in the sleeves. Doing, doing, doing the cool uh, kanji tatsumi thing. Just yes. wearing your, your cool jacket on your shoulders like a cape. I yeah, respect it. Just like my One Piece. Um, and <laughs> the moment he sees Commodore deliver his dread message, he draws one of the sabers from his hip and points it at the screen. Commodore, you're even more of a shame to robot kind than I am. <laughs> oh, oh good. Very That's good. Uh, my, it sounds like Silver has some like self-image issues. Drop <laughs> my, my, my dice. That's so bad. Anyway, uh, in response to this, the uh, hologram of, of Commodore 64, who looks kind of like, uh, for listeners at home, looks kind of like uh, Count Mecha from uh, Galaxy Express 3.9. Just sort of like this humanoid wearing a very dapper uh, consortium uniform, but like with a completely cyclop- like robotic cyclops head. Nice. Uh, and he sort of like goes, ah, ah, ah. Is your captain too afraid to meet me in person, inferior robot? Uh, about that, I'm sure he's on his way right now. Oh, I'm sure. Um, yeah, he's just taking a nap because you're so non-threatening. Ha ha. I think what? that's that's probably a perfect. <laughs> I feel like that's a perfect time for uh, Salazar to show up. By which I mean, he like he scurries in and then snaps back up, and then the thing is, once he stands up, he's like pointing in the opposite direction that he was before, so he kind of has to awkwardly turn around. <laughs> and um, and I think uh, his immediate response, like to the room at large, is, "Oh, isn't this something that could have happened while the uh, while the captain wasn't in stasis?" Oh, your captain is in stasis. Did they fall and break a hip? Oh, damn. I'll have you know that it was an unknowable creature from beyond. It might be God. I'm not... We, Sal- Sal- we try Sal- not... Sal- no, no, cut, cut. He's, he's like, swiping the, the, the hand across his neck, like, no, no. <laughs> it's consortium policy to not rule out the possibility that any omnipotent psychic being we meet in space may or may not be God, until stated otherwise. <laughs> and yet you refuse to acknowledge me as God. <laughs> yeah, we've narrowed that one down, actually. Uh, are any... Are, uh, uh, actually, I'm just gonna I say this in character. Are there any more insipid fleshlings? 
who wish to question my my might. Yeah, I don't have any flesh. <laughs> I guess, you may I guess as well Ryan be a fleshling. Yeah, Ryan will show up just like, alright, have we got anything useful out of him yet? Commodore so far has just been his typical self. Very haughty. Ha 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 ha. He laughs robotically, the only robotic thing left about him. Oh, oh dear. Uh, are we scrambling fighters or not? Uh, I mean, Commodore uh, 64 butts in and says, While you were cavorting around in the Ultra Quadrant, I destroyed Earth 1. And you will hand over that star dreadnought, or I will in- so I can use it to enslave Earth 2. Wait, this destroyed Earth. One. Earth one, yes. And he, ha ha ha, one down, only eight to go. Oh, oh. damn, that was <laughs> definitely the best one. I feel like we would have heard about this by now. No, no, Earth one's the that the other one, the new one. Uh-huh. Remember? Oh, we're naming them backwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't try and detract from my accomplishments. Oh well, no, you did very well. You got well, the second best Well, if you're going to earth. wait... Huh? Uh, I said you got the second best Earth. <laughs> God. <laughs> so, is, uh, so is your character so is there now? Oh, I thought yeah. she had already been on her way, so I thought she was already in the room. Oh, okay. sure. Okay. You will hand over the Star Dreadnought. Or I shall open fire and destroy you, puny fleshlings. And then comms cut off. Well, oh, if you're waiting, um, if you're waiting for the captain's orders to scramble fighters, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. What is the chain of command right now? Uh, I'm sure there was question. a meeting about this. But... <laughs> good question. Who's acting captain? Tell me. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> oh, who would be worst? Um. <laughs> I'm not going. I'm not going to take that role because I'm the. I am the power behind the throne. Uh, okay. Um, I'm not. Ryan sure will do it. <laughs> <laughs> I now, like, what if now it... here's my question: Is Orion actually next in the chain of command, or are they just going to see like, "Fuck it, I'm cap. I'm acting captain. Let's do this." Well, he probably looks around and sees everybody else standing around and be like, "All right." Let's what scramble if, what the if, fighters. What if Lynn is actually the correct next chain of command? <laughs> oh no! Uh, she probably she might well be. <laughs> do I have All to right. roll dice for it? Because I'll roll dice for it. Let's, ro- let's no, roll. No, no. Right. Lynn can do it. I like that. Okay. All right, Lynn. Um... No contest. <laughs> the The consortium, for whatever completely inexplicable reason, places uh uh, alien diplomats as second in the chain of command She's whenever they're like in alien a vessel. Royalty. Yeah. It, it's caused a great deal of uh, completely preventable catastrophes in the past, but I'm <laughs> so sure many. this time will go so great. <laughs> Lynn's like, well, yeah, we gotta save Earth 2, because I kind of got a one-night stand there that I was hoping to revisit, so... <laughs> Can't Glad exactly to see you've got that. your policies in order. All right, so so what are you going to do to uh, to f- to ward off the uh, the hostile advances of of Commodore Six Four? Well, he wants the ship. Right? Oh, he wants the one that we're towing around, right? Yeah, he wants the dreadnought that you're towing around, whose only occupant is like this kind of lonely <laughs> autopilot AI. 
Aww. You're not really sure how they got where they are, but they were basically doing the uh, the equivalent of driving in a circle, just sort of in like in basically in the middle of nowhere for as long as you can tell. Hmm. Just doing sweet donuts in the Target parking lot for eternity. <laughs> Pretty much, if the Target parking lot was like the point of space between two unremarkable planets and an asteroid belt. Poor little buddy. Just like chilling out. <laughs> Sounds like a Target parking lot. Yeah, actually. <laughs> Alright. Like, well, Captain, what do you think? Are we giving him the dreadnought? We're yeah. not, right? Definitely not. Okay. Well, he did. He look- did state his intent to use the dreadnought to enslave Earth too, which would be a problem. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. So we should prepare for a fight. Yes. Yes. Let's see. We've got our uh, fighter craft. We went for nimble, right? Yeah, and nimble. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. So for listeners at home, for the raptor, uh, the the player group chooses two strengths and a weakness for the raptor, and the raptor ha- is a nimble craft. That has deployable fighter craft in like a little hangar bay. Um, however, it has horrible circuit breakers. So these are things to be to be mindful of. Yes. So okay. So what does he have? What's he doing right now? Uh, right now, a Commodore six four ship, which basically looks like a slightly outdated version of the Raptor. I just uh, got that Commodore sixty four. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. God, I'm you're, slow. All right. You're, you're welcome. Um, you know Commodore 64 uh, went, his AI went rogue and he defected with his ship, which is the Falcon. Nice. Uh, about, uh, let's say, five or ten uh, galactic standard years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so his ship seems like a, more, a slightly more outdated version of yours, but otherwise it's uh, fairly. Uh, it's, it at least appears similar, though he's clearly uh, done some work on it. But right now he's just sort of like idling and his weapons are bared but not like firing or anything like that does the dreadnought have any kind of weaponry of its own um you from your prior experience with uh the autopilot ai you know the wep- the dreadnought has weapons but the ai does not have the ability to use them because it's just for autopilot if we had the weapons on that dreadnought we'd be able to take him down easily and i think i might be able to unlock them Oh, what are you going to do? I'm I'm going to get in there and see if and see if my general purpose medical knowledge somehow translates to computer hacking. <laughs> well, all right. So you beam over to to the Star Dreadnought oh, to it, the Oh, is uh, it that easy? We got beams. I, I'll I'll say beaming. I mean, if we're going through Star Trek thing, like it's a it's a docile ship. So okay. you, you can just beam onto that. It might it would be harder to beam onto Commodore Six Four ship, but you can always try. Um, but yeah, you beam onto that, and now you're going to, uh, I guess, give me a roll for uh, seeing if you can hack into the computers and find something out or something. Okay. Um, and let's see. I'm not really prepared for this. Hmm. You know what? Maybe before I do that, then I should I should gather up some information. Um, but I don't think. You're definitely not an expert. Yeah, yeah. So I think that while everyone up is gearing up to actually fight, he's going to go and he's going to review like all of the data they've gathered. Lynn can help you with that. Ship. 
because she oh. probably spends a lot of time like collecting research materials of various kinds. But she should at least know her way around the database. What okay. if Lynn seduces the AI? I was thinking of that. Yes. <laughs> if, if, if they mentioned it was lonely. But first, first, though, she'll help you look for materials. <laughs> Alright, okay. so if we're going to do that, then Lynn, you need to actually uh, make a roll for, I guess, looking for materials, which I, which would, in this case, probably be lasers? Yeah, I think I so. I guess? Yeah. Alright, so... I can number. also say you're prepared for this roll, since you have the thing, and... Well, you're a diplomat, so I wouldn't say you're an expert, so you're going to basically roll me two dice, and you're going to hope that the late... Since it's a lasers roll, you're going to hope that the results are below your given number... Okay. Yeah. Um, have we actually defined the di- like lasers and feelings yet? Oh, right. So basically, oh, yeah. there's it. Well, not a stat, but there's more like a stat continuum in this game between lasers and feelings. If you have a higher, like you pick a number between two and five, and a higher number means you're better with lasers, and a lower number means you're better with feelings. Uh, so when you're and lasers is like technology, science, uh, being rational, uh, being calm, etc. And Precise. feelings is yeah, precision. Uh, feelings is intuition, diplomacy, seduction, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and so basically when you're rolling for lasers or for doing that, those kinds of actions, you're trying to roll under your number. So it means if you have a high number, like say, uh, Dr. Salazar, he is a, his number's five, which means he's very good at lasers. So it means as long as he rolls below a five, like he will have a success. And even if he rolls a five, that will still also be a success. So most of his lasers rolls will be, will be successes. However, if Dr. Salazar were to roll feelings which you have to roll over your number. Uh, since his number is a five, he'd have to roll either a five or a six to be successful at feelings rolls. And that's basically how that stuff works in this game. So, back to what we were doing. Uh, Lynn, since you're going to help uh, Dr. Salazar with his uh, preparations and with your own materials, go ahead and give me a... Oh, I stole a whole bunch of dice everywhere. Oh, God. Uh <laughs> Give me a two dice roll, and you're rolling with lasers because you're dealing with facts and shit. Okay. So. Uh, five and four. So my number is three. So I did not succeed on either. <laughs> yeah, you rolled over. You did your your information is like you have a lot of it, but you're just sort of like basically like handing papers to Doctor Salazar that are like really at best tangentially related to the problem that he's trying to deal with and a lot of them are completely unrelated but like I guess you figure it's sciencey shit so it must be helpful somehow <laughs> um Dr. Salazar uh Lynn is just handing you a bunch of like completely useless garbage <laughs> he just does it sort of like dead face for a while because like this is the acting captain and so he's sort of like looking back and forth between the papers and her and um hmm She's like smiling See, and nodding. <laughs> yeah, I would try and just prepare on my own, but like I feel like that would kind of under that would kind of undercut the like effects of the failure that just happened. Uh-huh. Um so, good point. Um so I think that he's just going to say like Well, let's hope that our natural talents are enough in there. Alright, Dr. Salazar, you beam over unprepared and completely uninitiated without a hack, but give it a shot. You are a pretty okay. scientific guy, so maybe you'll figure it out. Alright, is uh, Lynn coming with me for like the seduction attempt? Yes, <laughs> Lynn's going, yeah, she'll, she'll go for moral support, as she calls it. Okay. Wink. 
All right, Lynn, you also beam over. The two of you are in the the sort of fancy-looking bridge of the Star Dreadnought. It's very dusty, but also, mm-hmm. like, the computers are are paradox not paradoxically, but, like, confusingly, like, as advanced, if not more advanced, than the computers on even, like, the high-class Dreadnoughts back home, which is half the reason you're bringing this thing back, so it can be examined and studied and all that. Um, okay. but go ahead and, uh, give me a roll to hack if you're going to try and do that and tell me okay. how it is you're doing that. Um, well, he's just going to go to the panels. So, um, like it's, so it seems like his best bet is that the autopilot doesn't like have authority to access the weaponry or something like that. Yeah. The like, autopilot only has control over the navigational systems. Okay, actually, yeah. when you come into the bridge, you actually hear it, like, chime over to Intercom, like, Oh, hello, Mr. Salazar and Mr. Surname. <laughs> um, it's actually Doctor and Miss. And of course, ca- Mr. Doctor Salazar and Mr. Miss Surname. <laughs> How are you doing today? Um, less good than we could be. There's actually a rogue AI that wants to enslave what? you. Oh, I thought you were... ha <laughs> Oh, right. No, no, listen. I'm sure once we're out of this, there will be a lot of people who can just hang out with you. But I'm, I need to find a way to get your weapons online so we can fight them off. Uh, oh, oh, I guess you can do that. Uh, all right. Uh, they they sort of like stammer on robotically. Um, <laughs> oh. But but you you can try and do whatever it is you're gonna do now. Okay, I'm going to roll one d six because it's uh not my uh specialty and i'm not really prepared um however um i i'm i'm uh, it could work out so let's see let's find out <laughs> and i rolled a one hey you rolled nice. below your lasers which means it was success a success However, um, um, since just one die succeeded i noticed that i barely manage it and exactly you have to inflict a, so, as the way this works, as you can get multiple dice, it's also uh, the amount of dice you have that are successful affects the degree of your success. In this case, uh, because you were basically bullshitting it, and you had one die, and your one die succeeded, uh, you barely manage it. The GM inflicts a complication, harm, or cost. So, what I think happens here is, uh, you're hacking it, and uh, you ba- for, a, for a split second, you hear the, the autopilot AI go... Oh, you probably shouldn't go in that. And then, like, just, like, they shut off. And the lights in the ship all go red. And, uh... You hear a different robotic voice. Uh, basically go... Intrusion detected. Activating automated self-defense. And the weapons deploy. So... Okay. the, the, The weapons, I would say, the thing deploy... But you don't have any control over them, which might be a problem real quick. Okay, uh, get us back. Get us back right now. <laughs> okay. Orion, I think you're going to have to get us as far away from the Dreadnought as you can very quickly, because it's it's going to defend itself now, but it's not the oh. friendly one. Oh. You, you kind of hear like this this quiet like thrum in the background as its weapons are charging up. Oh dear! All right, yes, we should probably. Eh, on the bright side, if we get out of range of its automated whatever, it'll probably fight Commodore for us. Yes, that's what I'm thinking. 
what if we drive daringly towards Commodore, leading along the Dreadnought and allowing its weapons to target him quicker? That's just daring enough to work. <laughs> Wynn likes this idea, too. Alright, so... Full speed uh, ahead. Mr. Pilot, Orion... Alright. Uh, what are you, I'm guessing you're going to be doing something here? Um, yeah. So, I guess I should have asked this earlier, but is Orion, like, actually flying the ship? Uh, they can be. Well, I think it's, like, uh, one of those things, like, you, you also have a uh, an autopilot thing that you can just yeah. turn on for, like, when it's not important, but you can also assume direct control for important situations where, like, you need to make tight turns and things like that. Alright, for something this intrepid and excellent, uh, Orion definitely needs to get his hands on it himself. Alright, you swing so, into the pilot seat like a real cool guy, and everyone yeah. like, kind of like looks and they're like impressed by your anime pirouettes. Uh, <laughs> Damn right. Okay. Clap, 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 clap. Alright, so I did pick a middle number. I went for three. So, would you. Would I be able to do this with feelings as opposed to lasers? Uh, it depends on your exact strategy, because I could, uh, feelings classifies as wild, passionate action, so if you're about to do something, like, like, really, like, horse crazy, is that what I'll term it? Like, just, like, yeah. fucking completely buck wild, then sure. Yeah, I'm, uh, But if, if you're I, trying I to, like, stay precise, then lasers would be appropriate. Yeah, fuck that. Um, <laughs> so, Orion is going to say, it's like, vengeance for Earth 1, and just go on a sort of, like... It's like ramming speed, shields to full power, and it's just oh. gonna just gonna run directly at Commodore sixty four ship. Oh, you're playing he's... chicken. Yeah. Oh. All right, Commodore six four beams back over the comms. Like you think you think you can get me with a sneak attack? We'll see about that. Uh, we're heading directly for your face. <laughs> sneak attack, <laughs> and then comms right. die again. Hmm. Well. Basically, the idea here is to like just rush it, rush the enemy ship down for as long as like seems possible, and then veer off at the last second. The ship is since nimble. We have the, since we have so, nimble, we can so like try I to guess... get around it to put uh, it between us and the dreadnought. So then we can sort of like pincer it, and the dreadnought is attacking it instead of us. So I think based on the fact that your ship is kind of built for this, yeah. well, account on account of being nimble at least. Uh, not so much the shields, but the nimbleness. I'll give you the plus one D for being prepared. And nice. since you're actually a pilot and not just driving the ship, I will also be willing to give you the plus one D for being an expert. So All unless right. someone tries to chip in, you have three. Uh, I think that's good. So All right, go I ahead have, and uh, me feelings. I have number three, and for feelings, I want to get over the number, so, so four higher. Sort of. or, or three also would be okay. Oh, right, if you get, like... Because then you get laser exactly. feelings. You get laser feelings. All right. Oh dear. Okay, one of them rolled off and into my legs. <laughs> so far, I have a one and a four, and a five. All right. Well, you got two dice succeed. So, as as listening for this is, you do it well. Good job. Um, <laughs> Thank so you. So basically, what feelings. happens is uh, the as the star dreadnoughts uh, weapons kind of like hum and glow to life. Uh, you fucking turn those deflectors on and you just like barrel. Like straight to like you said. You, did you want to ram them or did you want to get around them? I wanted to look like I'm going to ram Commodore's ship, but like actually sort of. 
Okay, yeah. You're out of the way at the last second to get around So them. you do this cool thing where you look like you're basically gonna fucking run them into a nosedive, and, like, they clearly, like, they were approaching you, but they have no idea what the fuck you're trying to do, because his robotic brain cannot comprehend the, the feelings of your maneuver. Um, and <laughs> My you wild, very, passionate action. You very deftly, like fly over the ship in such a way that like your laser kind of push it they're not your laser your shields kind of push you off of it so like now nice. you're behind it and um as the speed run tech yeah and as the star dreadnoughts weapons come to life like this is completely horrifying like a wall of lasers basically starts <laughs> like hailing onto uh in the direction of both you and the uh, the Falcon, I believe I called it. Yeah. Um. So the Falcon is currently in the most danger, but you are also not really in a great position yourself. However, you are safe for the moment, and they're they're clearly like their shields are are just barely managing to take the onslaught that's hitting them right now. Okay. So do we just light speed the hell out of here? No, no. We, st- we need to take this dreadnought back. Yeah, we, we can't let it fall into the wrong hands. Uh, Lynn is going to clear her throat and say, "As long as the Commodore sixty four goes down, I'm sure we can find a way to get through to the AI in that ship." So I guess the current strategy would be to keep out of danger as much as we can, and then once once the Commodore is dealt with, then we can get back to dealing with the Dreadnought. What if one of us beams aboard the Commodore and leads its fire away so we can get in close and perhaps persuade the AI to regain control? If you, are you going to do that? Because you can just do that if you want to, but... Like, what's, what's the plan there? Like, get on the Dreadnought and... No, not get on the Dreadnought. Get on, on the, Falcon. the Commodore's ship. Lynn's plan oh. is to get on the Dreadnought and seduce the AI. But at the same time, you would be on the Commodore. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to stay here on the bridge, thankfully. <laughs> that, all sounds, that all sounds either uncomfortable or dangerous. Silver <laughs> Silver draws both of his sabers and gets into the, the teleporter to beam all aboard. All right. Um... <laughs> Okay, so what are you? I guess like I know you're you're transporting over to the Falcon, but I guess my idea is like, how are you like? I guess presenting yourself or readying yourself in case of whatever happens there, because you're basically going to be beaming directly to their bridge. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna ready my two swords and come what may, what may. All right, I'm ready doing, for anything. You're doing something very ballsy. I I respect that. <laughs> um, not to not to gender courage or anything, but. <laughs> Uh, you're so you're gonna be teleporting over there with with a feelings roll is what I'll say. Um, um, I know oh, you said that the act of teleporting might be tricky if it's like a hostile ship. Well, that's so, why I'm I'm calling for a roll here because it's like oh. you might be able to teleport over, but there might be immediate consequences for doing. Well, so. I was thinking I might be able to handle like the teleporting side of it. Like, I oh, could, okay. Do you want to help? Yeah. Um. Like, sure. I could, yeah, that's what I'll do if you want to work as like a help role as opposed to just a role for the teleport. Yeah, sure. You can I can you can say that you're doing uh your your lasers stuff to make sure yeah. that the uh transmission is clean. Yep, he's clicking away at the calibrating. He's all like, now this isn't exactly my field of expertise, but neither is hacking into ancient spaceships, so 
I'm on a roll, maybe. All right, well, give me your lasers a roll. Uh, okay. I think it's also a plus one, uh, just a single 1D, because you're not prepared and you're not an expert, but... Yep. And I got a four, which is just barely under my lasers. All right. Well, one die succeeded, so you so uh, that means you succeed. Um, I don't think I'm going to go to the trouble of instilling complications for helping. Yeah, I don't think that happens for helping. Yeah. So what I'll say is that uh, Snapper, you have an additional dice, which uh, you're a soldier, so I guess you're an expert in going just completely like just swords out. Wild. Basically, um, I don't know that you're prepared or not for this. I mean, I guess you have your swords, which is a plus. Uh, what do y'all think? Do you um, think they're prepared? Uh, if we're talking about... This sounds this... like a hard thing to prepare for. Like, I'm definitely yeah. getting, like expert, but he's just sort of like beaming into an unknown enemy. Yeah, like, yeah I, I agree. So um, you have your, your three dice, uh, one from your expertness and one from uh, Salazar's help. So give me a feelings roll because you're just going hog wild. <laughs> okay, I got a six, a three, and a three. All six, of which three, succeed. Three. So if you're using feelings, roll over. Yeah, and you had a two, so that's three successes. Uh, if three dice succeed, you get a critical success. Oh, nice. <laughs> the, the GM tells you some extra effect you get. So what I imagine happens here is you beam directly into the Commodore's ship and just, like, he he turns, like, um, like, like what the fuck, basically? And, like, the other, uh, like, robot crewmen also turn to look at you and just basically, like, before any of them have the chance to react, like, you have just, like, dismembered them. Just, um, like, completely, just flurry of swords. Haha, nothing personnel, kid! <laughs> yeah, pretty Damn much. It. And Commodore's like, curse you, if you think killing all my crew is going to somehow stop me, you're probably right! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So This guy... This guy glitched in more than just, like, his ethics drive. <laughs> All right, so you you just uh, dismantled his bridge crew, and there might be more crew coming to replace them. But for now, you're alone with Commodore Six Four. Uh, do you want to continue, or is someone else doing something while you're doing this? Uh, Lynn had wanted someone else to beam over to the dreadnought and try to get in touch with the AI. Yeah, you should probably do that before he blows up yeah. our friend. Yeah, we don't have that. Yeah. All right, so you beam over, and the ship and the ship AI or the autopilot AI is like, "Hello, Mister Miss Surname." Um. <laughs> I don't know how to turn this off, uh, but are you okay? We're, we're doing all right for the time being. Oh, oh, good. Uh, that, that's good. I'm, I'm glad. I would be worried if I met some new people and then immediately destroyed them. Yeah, so. we're, we're trying to avoid that. What's your name, little AI buddy? Uh, they just called me autopilot. I guess that's fine. Yeah, well, that'll work. I mean, my surname is surname, so... Uh, I don't get it. <laughs> Oh, you mean like, oh, okay. All right. That's, that's, oh, I won't ask questions. It seems rude. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm going to need you to look deep inside yourself, autopilot. I'm going to need you to try really hard for me and everybody on this ship because we believe in you. Think of all the times that we haven't had together. Think of all the things we could do, autopilot. <laughs> But I'm not. I'm not exactly sure what you're getting at. What do you mean by things we could do? We'll go into it later. I have some very interesting schematics I could share with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
but God. for the time being, I need you to do everything you can to get into that system and override this weaponry. Alright, give me your fucking feelings roll. Um, I, I'm just going to let this slide because I love it. So, uh, you yeah. are an alien envoy, so you are probably an expert. I'm yeah. not willing to say that you're prepared, no. though, because I don't think a whole lot of your classes really train you for uh, interacting with rogue AI. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that means uh, you've got a 2d6, because I don't think anyone else wants to help you, so go ahead and roll me your feelings. Alright. Uh, four and six. <laughs> Alright, and you need to roll above, and you had a three, so those are both successes. Oh, cool. uh, you do it well, good job. Um, so, <laughs> the autopilot is like, okay, I guess I'll try, and they go silent for a little bit, and and after like a minute or two, they're like, oh, I found the off button, and then they, they press it, and the, the weapons like <laughs> stop firing, just like I completely like out of nowhere. I like to think that, like, in the show where this is happening, like, that is, like, a solid minute of, like, time in which, like, the oh, lasers yeah, are ripping apart the ship, and Silver is like, hey, guys, I might die in here. And meanwhile, <laughs> Lin is like, no, we just have to believe in them. Yeah, it's very dramatic, but then it, like, completely, like, anticlimactic. like, oh, hey, I found it. Just and like, then just, like, <laughs> no more weapons. <laughs> Everything's just, like, quiet for a minute. Nobody says anything. Like, and then autopilot's just like, so you said you had schematics? Yeah, I'll uh, I'll download those to you later when we're we're done with this guy over here. Oh, okay, I guess I'll just be here. See see you <sighs> okay. later, autopilot. Bye. All right. She comes back over. Oh. You did good, auto. Auto can't hear you because they're in a different show. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so the lasers have stopped firing and Commodore 6-4 is cornered. Who's doing what? Hmm. This definitely sounds like a place for Silver to follow up. Okay. So, Silver's going to do something super wacky and daring. Okay. As that's, that's, that is both what he is good at and what he really wants to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so... He is going to look like he's going for Commodore, but instead, he is going to use his uh, Adam Sharp sabers to actually cut through the hall, uh, evacuate the bridge of air, and hop out nice. into space. Uh, all right. Well, that's that's fucking nuts. But let's let's say you can roll that too. Why not? Um. <laughs> Alright, we're gonna... I guess we're gonna call this a feelings because you're doing something completely fucking stupid. <laughs> um, I don't know if you're prepared or an expert in this case because you're just trying to cut through the hole of a ship from an inside with your swords, but hey. Um, so I guess just roll me one. I don't know. I guess. Let's just say that. <laughs> and I got a two. Alright. Oh. That's is that laser feelings? That's yes. laser feelings. <laughs> All right. So first, let's do that. So since you have laser feelings, what this mechanically means is whenever you roll your number while doing a roll, in addition to it counting, as, well, I'm going to assume it counts as success, even though it doesn't say as much. Um, but uh, you also get to ask a question about the situation, and there's some sample ones on the the thing, like what are they really feeling, who's behind this, etc. But you can ask me whichever question you want that relevant relevant to the fiction. So, like, what question do you have? Um, 
how could I get them to retreat? Um, them as in Commodore. As, as in the Falcon. Uh, I mean, the question kind of answers itself if you want to. Uh, I'll let you ask a different one because this question is going to be answered basically immediately in fiction. How are they feeling about their ship being cut apart and the <laughs> entire oh, they're bridge feeling being really- evacuated? They're robots, so like they they don't like as you as you know from your life before your emotion malfunction, like bog standard robots don't really have a whole lot of feelings, but they're they are recognizing the situation as decidedly suboptimal. <laughs> they, they would argue this is a critical failure. Um, and speaking of which, uh, you cut open the air hole and or the pole of the ship, and and all the 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 atmosphere inside the ship which they inexplicably maintain despite their robotic natures uh <laughs> all kind of rushes out and you and commodore basically get flung out into the vacuum of space and you're you're just chilling there and commodore is <laughs> like i don't know what you expected this to accomplish <laughs> i am also robotic <laughs> silver crosses his arms <laughs> of course it can't be heard but I imagine, like, they're communicating directly to each other. Yeah, they're using Wi-Fi. Instead of, like, through voice. <laughs> they're basically changing the names of their Wi-Fi networks to just, like, communicate <laughs> through text. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, we should probably send someone out to get him. Uh, you can probably, like, oh, just yes, target him back Oh, yes, I always wanted to say this myself. Want. We should scramble the fighters. <laughs> oh, that's even more fun. All right. All right. So are you just going to try and, like, do a cool maneuver where you just go pick them up in a fighter, or are you going to send someone to do that? I figure they... Actually, do they need me to keep driving the ship? Because I would love to do that personally. I think we're okay on autopilot with the ship now, since their ship is pretty much toast. <laughs> it, All right. it, looks, it looks worse off. It does not look very good. Yeah. Like, All right, I think, I'm, I think I'm done here. Better go pick up... Uh, oh, God. Silver... I think he jumped out into space or something. Yeah, I think the Commodore might be out there, too. You might have a chance to finally shoot him. Oh. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Two birds. <laughs> All, right, All right, so yeah. you're going to go hop in your fighter craft and go perform yeah, a rescue assassination. Uh, how exactly are you doing <laughs> this? Are you just doing this, like, like super fast, like, crazy risky, or are you just, like, taking it low and slow because now it's, like, pretty safe and you can just handle it? Um... Well, I don't want to, like, accidentally run over or, like, shoot Silver, I guess. Come on, so... you coward. <laughs> <laughs> no. Alright, uh, since I did go for a middle number, I guess I will go with lasers on this one. With lasers, alright. So you're going to take this pretty pretty simple, straightforward. Uh, you are an expert, and you know what? I'm going to say that on account of... Uh, the fighter, the fighter, like you having basically designed these fighter craft, or at least like heavily tweaked them, and be sure that they are ready for this kind of scenario. I will also be willing to say that you're prepared, so you have All three. Right. Oh boy, okay. And you're All gonna right, roll so me your lasers. To, gotta get three or lower. Oh no, I got a four, a four, and a six. Oh, That's no. not good. If oh, none of no, your dice it succeed, wrong. it goes wrong. The GM says how things get worse somehow. So, oh um, dear. I think you kind of like pilot over there, um, and you're basically like you you come within, you get close, and uh, are within a pickup of your robotic companion, and you like 
like disengage the force field on the cockpit or whatever so they can come in. But as you're doing this, you see through the through the whole through the hole teared in the hull of the Falcon that the robotic crewmen from the rest of the ship have entered the bridge and have taken positions and their weapons are charging back up again. Oh, and they fire they damn. fire at your fighter craft. Oh damn. What are you gonna do? Oh jeez. Um we gotta I don't know, just like evasive maneuvers, I guess. Alright. This well, is oh man, I can't take a hit from a friggin' capital ship like this. This is terrible. Well, it's a, it's a, it's not the Dreadnought, it's the uh, Falcon. Well, well, yeah, still. I mean, compared it's, a, to like it's a, Compared it's, to a fighter ship, this is quite a lot. It's, yeah. Yeah. Basically, it, actually, did Silver the, actually get in, or did... No, he's actually still there. Oh, and and actually, Christ. one of the lasers, like, definitely, like, kind of clips your wing just a little bit, and it's, like, not enough to do lasting damage, but, like, you're lucky that it didn't hit something more important. Oh, damn. Oh, we gotta get Silver in here, though. What are you gonna do? Uh, Silver can also do something, even though he's kind of like floating helplessly in the vacuum of space. But there's a ship nearby him. All right. Um. I guess the I guess the only thing to do is to like, like, uh, turn on like the like it said it has like built-in vac suit for spacewalks, right? Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna turn that on. Like, sort of tether. Orion's gonna tether himself to the ship. Like, open up the cockpit and like jump out to grab Silver. Nice. Like, and just like reel him back in. All right, uh, Silver, do you want to help at all with this? I'm gonna say this is a feelings roll because it's very dis- it's very like risky. Um, yes, uh, Silver will actually um, grab the blade of his sword and hold out the hilt towards oh. Orion's for oh, him nice. to grab onto and pull him in. All right, that that's cool. You still have to roll for it, but uh, yeah. I'll go I ahead and say s- that. Either of us are experts or prepared because this is I, bullshit. I got I got laser feelings again. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> oh, good. All right. So I'll you know what? I'll say that you add the plus one dice to uh, Levi's roll, but I'll also say you get to ask another question if you so choose. Um, what is Orion really feeling right now? <laughs> Terror. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. There you go. All right. So Orion, you have a plus one D from that, and you are probably not a prepared or an expert in this, but it still no. means you have two. So go ahead and roll me two got feelings. Some, got some new stuff to practice, I guess. Okay, I got a three and a five, so I think I get one success. Three and a five. Let's see. No, My you number. actually have two, I believe. Cause you have to roll over your number. Oh. And so you, you have two get... successes and a laser feeling. So you get to ask me a question too. Um, what should I be on the lookout for? Um, I mean, aside I from aside from the lasers, I think that uh, uh, Commodore Six Four is like trying to like you see him kind of going for a blaster, but ah, you are shit. able to uh, you are able to get uh, silver. Uh, gra- you you somehow gr- you grab the you grab the hilt of his blade and he's holding onto the blade of it and you basically drag him back into the ship and you're just able to close the cockpit in time and oh, uh, start running away. Or start flying away, I guess, back to your ship, even though the, yeah. the laser is still going. Um, so I'll say you get back to you two get back to the uh, the Raptor. Um, their ship's back active again, though Commodore is still floating outside of it, and you can see they're trying to like throw, basically throw a a cable or something at him so he can get <laughs> back into the ship. Um, but they're clearly they don't have the means to turn around right now because they're still behind them, but they're still active. So what are y'all gonna do? 
First of all, when they get back, Lin's like, so I'm gone for two minutes and Silver launches himself out of the ship. <laughs> it was really cool at the time. You should have been there. Actually, no, no I you was would've... there and it sucked. <laughs> you you would have also died from lack of oxygen, but it was so cool. <laughs> anyway. Um... Um, yeah, so... I think Salazar is like, oh, sorry. That's okay, good. Um... Salazar is, like, examining the situation, and, like, normally he'd be all for just ro- running away, but this guy did blow up Earth-1, apparently. We'll go and check on it, see if yeah, he might have been, be like, tra- he might have been faking us out. Um, <laughs> however, uh, we should probably do something to at least, like, trip him up before just, like, getting out of here, so trying to think what would be the best and or funniest solution to that. I say keep in mind uh, for what your whatever your escape plan is, you are also still presumably trying to escort the dreadnought. So, yeah, so oh yeah, you, you have to account for it being like kind of big and slow, so you can't just like that's, jump out or anything. That's a good point, yeah. Um like Damn, I had a good idea, but I'm not sure if it's an idea that like Salazar would have thrown out. But uh, I really well, like it. I would say for posterity's sake, what's the idea? Um, it's the idea, you know what? These guys are not an immediate threat to us. We can just go, but, like, maybe kind of rev the engines, and since we're right behind them, maybe that'll, like, knock their ship off of balance, so we'll take them <laughs> even longer to actually retrieve their captain. Oh, jeez. Oh my god, that's really good. Do you want I'd to... like that. That's so petty. Yeah. Uh, I'd say, do the Salazar suggest that? Um, he's... You know, I've been running over situa- uh, scenarios in my head, trying to figure out the most efficient way to uh, disable their ability to pursue us while still not slowing ourselves out too much. And I think the easiest way would if we just kind of bump the dreadnought into them on their way on our way past. That's just rude enough to work. <laughs> <laughs> And while, right, like, while, they, have... while they're doing that, Lynn, who is, like, way tired of, like, stuffy diplomatic gathering, is gonna, like, open up a video feed and flip them off. <laughs> Acting captain. Uh, you, you see them kind of, like, kind of, kind of starting to pull, like, Commodore in, um, but he's definitely, like, within view of the hologram, and he's, and you just faintly hear, like, curse you! <laughs> <laughs> um... So is is one of you gonna just like tell the autopilot go over and tell the autopilot what you want to do, or are you just gonna like direct that? Like, Come on, you- Orion, manually rev it. <laughs> <laughs> what it sounds like in space when you rev. <laughs> actually, I was like, actually, you know what? I will say, considering uh, what time the episode's at, and considering we want to keep this to a tight one shot, uh, one of y'all beams over. Uh, basically, probably tells uh, tells the autopilot right that you want to like have it bump into them and all that's like sure okay and basically like you two just calmly exit and like the dreadnought just kind of like collides into the 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 falcon while you're going um but uh, instead of the like intended effect of just sort of bumping it it just kind of like cracks in half <laughs> well you know what that's fine too and and as you're as you're sort of flying away you see commodore like still floating in zero grab just sort of shaking a robotic fist <sighs> And that's the episode of Lasers and Feelings. <laughs> yeah, excellent. I hope yeah. y'all had fun with that. I did. We basically, oh, I did. Uh, 
Yeah. We we wanted to have a, a an actual one shot one shot on the podcast because we're doing something very dramatic and yeah. uh, high production value and special next week, and we wanted to like oh, yes. we needed a little yes. bit more time to, to prepare. Definitely, um, yeah. That's it's a game that's going to need a lot of prep. Yeah, it's it's going to be a fun block, but uh, but instead of like we didn't want to like like stretch out a block unnecessarily or like start a start a pre-existing thing or whatever so we just sort of like been like hey let's try and fit something into one episode yeah. so this was fun though and i would yeah. love to come back to this cast at some point in the future yeah, it's good. but but we'll, we'll see how that how that shakes out yeah i'm glad we have we have a guest stars back too that was fun yeah yeah both, both guest stars competing with one another Which one of us has <laughs> yeah. to die uh, I, you're both fine. Yeah. I have made the executive decision as GM to not sick the alligators on anyone yet. I think we Yay. need more testosterons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you think hmm for one shot, do you think we should still like do a Patreon shout out thing? Uh may as well, because I don't know if we'll have time to on the next episode or not. That's a good point, yeah. So you um, want me to do that one again? If if you could, I'm sorry. Sure thing. Alright. Shout outs to Darlene McLaughlin. Dave Camp, Devin Hofarth, Heather Connolly, Jarnope, Jack Toops, John the Book Hoarder, new one there, Jonathan Hudson, Thor Helmquist, Trash Hime, and Zach Fitzpatrick. Nice. We have yeah. we have amassed quite the the cadre of of loyal patrons, and I am incredibly yeah. grateful. Yeah. Oh yeah, and also, um, if they are like us, they'll have uh, a, a bunch of them will probably have their George stickers by now. So, yeah, we got ours true. in the mail just today. And those of you who weren't with us when we did the first run of Big Day Nerds logo stickers should have gotten uh, one of those as well. Yeah. So look forward to those if you weren't if you weren't around for like last last autumn, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah I think that what it. else? Um, I think that's just about it. Just uh, yeah. thank you for running. Yeah. No sweat. Yeah, thank you so much. Oh yeah, we don't have the official announcement yet, but we're inching pretty close to twenty thousand total lifetime listens, oh, which yeah, is true. really exciting because we just hit ten thousand like this last December. Yeah, it's so really accelerated. So thank y'all so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy next week's episode. Yes, I know I will. <laughs> and if you liked your respective guest stars, don't forget to bother these yeah. fucks to uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's true oh yeah get, a, get yeah. in touch with us if you want some more pixie <laughs> yeah. I, I will and accept I bribes I'll, I'll, I'll accept too. bribes if you want to send me money to make sure we get a snapper and pixie back on I mean they'll come back on whether you give me money or not but I would like if you gave me money <laughs> <laughs>